Hi, welcome to my podcast, Absolute Parenting, the shit no one tells you. Season 2, episode 27, Picking the Right School, part 2. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe or follow me on social media so you can share it with anyone that you think may find it helpful. You will find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter with the handle at Absolute Parenting. Don't forget the brand spanking new Absolute Parenting website is here. Type in AbsoluteParentingClub.com. Hey guys, I hope you all had a lovely summer holiday. So in the last podcast, podcast 26, Picking the Right School, I mentioned that I need to cut season two short because I need to move house and that I will be starting season three in September. Well, we're now, of course, in September and unfortunately that will not be the case and season three will be delayed and I can only apologise. So in this podcast, I am just going to give you like a little update on what has been happening on this whole house moving front and on the school situation and how I feel terrible as a mother because the school term started again and we are no way near moving house to have a better chance at getting our daughter into a catchment of another school. Right, first up. The house move. It has been a slow summer for that. Back in June, and in fact, going into July, the house moving, you know, it was looking rather positive. It looked like we could be, you know, be in our new home by September. So, yeah, like now or October at the latest. However, fate obviously had other ideas and shit has hit the fan. Our bias, yes, that's right, bias, there's more than one pulled out on us either due to not being able to secure funding or they seen something else they like yes really in the UK the buying and selling process is highly frustrating because anyone can pull out at any point of the process without much consequences right up to the point of exchange of contracts even after the exchange of contract the buyer can still pull out and or they really get is like they lose some money on solicitors fees so there's no like real consequences you know in putting out in the UK buying selling market so yeah that's it they just you know lose some fees that they have spent on solicitors and that's about it but yes very disheartening to have two buyers putting out on us obviously you know in the summer holiday buying our property So yeah, that is very briefly the UK buying and selling process explained in like two seconds, I suppose. So yeah, three months later, we are like no further than we were. And in fact, we have lost the house that we really, really liked because our seller just simply cannot wait for us any longer or they would risk losing the house they want to buy. Which, of course, you know, we totally understand, but just can't help but feel really, really gutted because that house was just immaculate and it was just like the perfect location for the school. So, yeah, just feel so, so, so gutted. And I'm sure, you know, all of my UK listeners who understand the process, you know, you will get my pain. I'm sure you get my pain. So right now, have we found anything else that we liked 
you know what the answer is no not really nothing is like jumping and screaming out at us i mean you know what we have seen some really amazing houses like perfect immaculate but the distance to the school just wasn't that good and if we did end up you know buying a house that was you know like that like the perfect house there, there is quite a high risk that our daughter won't get into this catchment school. So we didn't obviously go for it in the end. And again, we feel very, very gutted because it was like an amazing house. It was beautiful. And by the same token, you know, we have also seen houses that were really close to school. But nothing matched up to that very first one that we have seen. I mean, they're all like all right i mean they're all much smaller i think compared to what we have now and actually this one in particular it was just horrific like the state it was in it just looked like it did not look after that house i mean the house is only six years old so it's not even like that old there were like moldy patches leaking light from like i don't know the light has some water dripping down it i don't know why there was like drawings all up the walls and it looked like they rubbed mud all up the walls as well. There were dent patches like everywhere around the house. Carpet was just disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. You name it. That house like had everything that was just not right with it. So again, you know, we don't want to move into something like that where they need like loads of work and is not even as big as what we have now, you know. I mean, yeah, great, it is close to school, but, you know, when, I don't know, I think with this whole buying house business, when, you, I know you had to compromise. Yes, you absolutely have to compromise. But how far do you go? How far do you compromise? And I think for us, that was just a bit too far, especially when we have seen other properties that were just immaculate. You know, we know there are out there. It's just that fate hasn't led us to them yet. Therefore, yes, the husband and I are feeling extremely frustrated with the situation. You know, we were hoping to move our daughter out of that school as soon as possible. Now the summer holiday is all over and she is back at that shit school you know what from now on i am going to call it the shit school because it is a fucking shit school how do i feel oh, well i think that kind of sums it up but anyway you know what pretty much the same as before if not even worse to be quite honest i just dislike the school and the way the head teacher manages and deals with things okay so now a new term has started this is a prime example so I think almost every school in England will now allow parents, you know, to step back onto the playground, to drop off their kids in the morning and maybe have a quick catch up with the teacher if they need to. And obviously, you know, the same again, go on the playground and collect their children. And again, you know, their teacher should be there present and maybe you have a quick catch up then as well if you need to. But nope, not at my daughter's school. All the parents got to queue in this one-way system. Yes, that's right. As in all 250 parents got to queue up in this one queue to collect our children. And there is no longer staggering of time. So it is actually utter carnage, I have to say. And at drop-off and at pick-up, we are not allowed to stand too close to the front either. 
We are just basically not allowed to have any contact with our children's teacher. But I mean, in the morning, the class teacher are not even there. That's it. They just walk through this little path themselves. And that's it. So the teacher's not even there. But after school, the teacher, you know, they are there, but they are just so far away because we're not allowed to go any closer. Like we can only go at a certain point. And the teacher stands so far away from you and they just kind of like send your children down this little path, you know, to collect them. So if you see what I mean, basically, we just don't have any contact with the teacher. And yeah, so basically, it just feels like the head teacher is just kind of making us parents feels like, you know, we are not welcome at all. For me, the pickup time is just utter carnage and a waste of my time. I am basically, you know, standing there for about 30 to 45 minutes to queue up just to pick my daughter up from school. Then I have to do like a mad dash, drive down to the nursery to pick up my youngest daughter who is now in nursery full time. The whole thing is just utterly ridiculous. And I know that so many parents have actually raised a complaint on the situation already. And all the head teacher suggested was that she will increase the pickup time by five minutes. I mean, how about just stagger it like it was before? It was working all right. Or just let parents go on to the playground like every single school is doing in England. And you know what? As parents, we'd love to meet our children's teacher as well, you know? What school doesn't let parents meet their class teacher? It's just absolutely beyond me. It is just a bloody joke, this school. I mean, definitely just got this them and us culture. Them being the school and us being the parents. And the parents are like the worst enemy. I mean, last year, throughout the whole year of my daughter being at school obviously apart from the lockdown and homeschooling honestly never ever met her class teacher but not at all so it just feels so impossible to you know speak to the teacher about any issues aside from that my daughter is still not allowed to play on the playground equipment but this isn't because of covid this is just how the school is no children in any year group are ever allowed to play on like slides and swings you know the playground equipment due to health and safety reasons and you know honestly they're just swinging slides like you get on the playground you know is no different to what you get to the you know in the park when you take your kids to the park so I don't understand how dangerous you know they can get another thing that really bothers me is the books at the moment that she's, that she's bringing home from the school library she is like bringing books home that are for reception and she is in year two now and I know for a fact that those books are too easy for her I mean doesn't the teacher help her to pick a book Pick a book that is suitable for her ability or at least check her choice of book before letting her bring it home. You know, these minor things that seem really trivial, you know, it can easily be rectified if we are allowed to speak to the teacher in the morning at drop-off or maybe at pick-up time. We can tell the teacher, oh, hey, by the way, um, these books may be a bit too easy for her. Can you please help her, you know, to pick, you know, a book if that's okay. So you see what I mean? Because we're not allowed to have any contact. We can't even do simple things like that just to rectify an issue easier and quicker and more efficiently. 
all this because we as parents are not allowed to have contact. It is so frustrating. I mean, all we can do or all we are made to feel we are allowed to do is to send an email or call to school. If we email in, they pretty much like to take their time to reply. And even if we request to have a phone call or for a teacher to call us back or just have a call back, no one will ever get a call back. And instead, they will probably reply to us via email. So it just, it is absolutely impossible to actually, you know, have a conversation to actually speak to someone in the, in the school. It is just ridiculous. I mean, seriously, they avoid talking to parents at all costs because, you know, we are the enemy, apparently. When my daughter first started, I did see, you know, there was a communication issue in the school, but I didn't realise how bad it was, like to what extent. And then the pandemic really brought it out. Now we are approaching the winter season. It is totally playing in my mind that what if we get another lockdown in the UK? And what if remote learning kicked back in once again? I have absolutely zero faith in this shit school being able to offer remote learning. Just like I have zero faith that they are now doing their best to help my daughter to catch up with her learning. I am so worried that she's going to fall behind. Because you know what? Since she started school in 2019, she has not had a full year of school. As a parent, when you have zero faith in the school because they have done so badly, where can you turn to? You know, who can you turn to for help as parents? For me, I try to take it to Ofsted, which is the education body in the UK, but nothing is being done because they have such a huge backlog to, to, you know, to deal with since the pandemic. I mean, that is actually quite scary itself that Ofsted do not have the time to man everything and bad school like this will just slip and slip and they can get away with it. They are literally getting away with murder. My daughter's school governing body, well, it's just a bloody joke if you ask me. It is basically just like a bunch of old boys club and they're all mates together with the head teacher. So you know what? Nothing will ever change and nothing will ever get done. They are literally just as bad as each other. The school governors and the head teacher, they are all just the same people. They are just as bad as each other and they don't give a shit. In conclusion, what are my hopes and dreams in this school situation? Well, my daughter will be stuck in this school until we can move house. I think that is a fact. Um, And I think it is also a fact that, you know, we dislike this shit school very, very much. I don't think I can like or trust this school again, even if the head teacher is gone. That is a conclusion that my husband and I have come to. The governing body of the school is just as awful and we have dealt with them. So that is why we know. So this is going by personal experience as well. They are just as bad. And a deputy head teacher, you know what? She is also quite a bitch too. Never, ever heard anything good about her. Like never, every single parent I have spoken to about the deputy head she is pretty bad and like a bitch basically 
So that's a great combination, isn't it? I mean, we are living in quite a competitive area. It is a city, so all the schools pretty much require you to be in a catchment area to just even stand a chance, you know, of your child getting in. All we can do, I think, is just keep kind of plowing through this house selling and buying business. Our aim is hopefully, fingers crossed, to be all moved before Christmas, so we are well within the time frame to apply. For this other school for our second child, hopefully, if it all goes to plan, because obviously sometimes things doesn't go to plan, is that our second child will get in to this other school, and that she will be accepted. We can then move our first child over because by then she will obviously be living in catchment, and she will also have a sibling attending that setting. If you can see what I mean and what I'm trying to do. Just because that school they rank siblings quite high in the criteria, um, in the yeah in the school criteria, so that would be like the ideal scenario. But we do understand that you know a space obviously needs to be available first for my eldest daughter to join that year group because obviously she didn't start there as a reception child. So that is a difficult bit. Is when will there be a space available? And if there isn't a space available, you know what can we realistically do? Because, you know, we really, really don't want her to continue to go to this other school. And I think as a parent, I would feel terribly guilty if one of my child is stuck at this really shit school. And then my other child is going to this, like, good school. You know, it just, I would feel so guilty. Like, so, so, so guilty. If your child just started school this autumn, then I wish you the very best of luck. I hope the school is everything you have hoped for and more. The parent guilt is definitely so unreal if you feel like the school is wrong for your child or that you have made the wrong choice. However, despite the guilt factor, I also believe in correcting it and doing everything within your power as parents to make the situation better. So obviously with me, I went through the pain in the arse complaint procedure. Nothing much happened with that. And now, obviously, we are doing whatever we can to get our child out of that school. So, yeah. So, you know, moving house is a pretty drastic action, I would say. And it sounds pretty drastic. But you know what? Just remember, as parents, we are only humans. We make mistakes But if we make a mistake, I think it is also important to correct it before it is too late. We are also using this as a lesson to teach our daughters, teach them that it is okay to make a mistake and teach them we as parents are not superhuman. We do make mistakes. But the important thing is how to make it right and learn from the mistakes. And my husband and I are certainly learning from this mistake so it is you know about teaching your child resilience and how to go about things when a problem occur and how to solve it you know to the best of your ability I know we are fortunate enough that moving is an option for us because for many I know that is an unaffordable option and since, you know what, this option is available for us as a family, it is an option, we are going to take it. Personally, I feel if we don't take, you know, this option or this opportunity, then I might kick myself in the future. Yes, I know the grass may not always be greener, but 
a friend also said to me, since we feel the school is so bad, like this bad, and obviously it is this bad, they are, you know, not putting their weight at all, you know, as an education provider, then surely it cannot be worse than that. I mean, for me personally, I certainly hope no school can be worse than that. You know, surely no other school can be worse than what we have experienced. I agree that no school is perfect. And you know what? Nothing in life is perfect. There will always be issues with each individual school. But I think it is about finding a balance that you are happy with as a parent. I think if the basic expectation is not met, then there is an issue. And I feel, well, me and my husband both feel that our basic expectation after school has not been met. I mean, for us, it is so bad. I mean, is it really so bad that we, you know, want to talk to our child's teacher? Is it so bad that we as parents, you know, are requesting just someone to call us back about an issue that, you know, we want to have a chat, you know, to a staff member about? And is it so much to ask a school to just let our children play on the play equipment that we have fundraised for? You know, is it that much to ask a school just to let them enjoy using the equipment? It's not, is it? So you know what, my husband and I have done so much research into this next school and we'll feel okay, you know what, let's do it. We can either sit here and get annoyed with this current school or do something about it. And since we have got the option to do something about it, then you know what, we will, we will do it. I mean, you know what, we tried the whole complaining route and it didn't work. So here we are. It is a very costly and stressful option that we have taken. And, you know, it wasn't something that we have taken very lightly. We have gave a lot of thought, you know, but at the end of the day, isn't this is what parenthood is all about? You know, you give them your all and it is all or nothing. Well, that is obviously my, my husband take on it anyway. As much as sometimes, you know, you hate those annoying little bastards who treat you like a slave. But I guess that is all just part of parenthood, isn't it? You just love them to death and you will do whatever you can for them. Okay, I know for podcast 26 and obviously this podcast, I have spoken a lot about how I feel as a parent and how my husband feel, you know, in this whole situation with the school. So how does my daughter feel? You know what? That is a very, very good question. And you know what? We haven't forgotten about her. We're not being selfish parents. You know, we have thought about her as well. Um, so she obviously, you know, have established friendship with her, you know, in this current school. So yes, it is going to be hard to take that away from her. She is, however, you know what, quite up for it. And she's actually quite keen to go to school where the teacher doesn't shout at her as much and where she is allowed to play on the play equipment. And that was actually in her own word. And that is actually what she said to me. I mean, me and my husband, we have spoken to her about it. We have explained to her and, you know, she seemed to understand, you know, she's six now, you know, and she seemed to get it and she seemed to kind of, you know, understand the reasons and she doesn't seem to be very faced by it, actually. Like I said, she seemed to be quite up for like a new challenge. I promised her that she will still see her friends because I will make sure I keep in touch with the mums. And that was definitely something that she asked me, you know, will she still see her friends? 
And of course she will. And I will make sure she will. And she said, you know, to me that she's happy to go to new school to do something new as long as she get to see her friends outside of school. As long as, you know, I can still help her to maintain that friendship that she have established in this current school. All in all, I would say yes, she understands and she is up for a new challenge. I do feel the older they get or the longer we leave it, the harder it is to move her out. Because, you know, obviously as a year goes on, the friendship get more established. So it will get harder. And I think now is the right time to try and move her because, you know, She's still quite young and obviously with our second child coming to school age now, it just feels like it is a good opportunity to move. And yeah, we just had to see what happens. I mean, I was really obviously hoping that we would be all moved by now and that we will be in the process of moving her to a new school. And obviously we are not. So very frustrating because I guess both my husband and myself just think, well, you know what, the sooner we can move her out of this current school, the better because then she had more time to kind of build on the friendship you know in the new school but like I say things doesn't always go to plan but all in all our daughter she is very positive about everything and she you know genuinely seems okay and quite happy to go to a new school and she just see it as like a little new adventure for her so listeners I just wanted to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to you all and for your patience as I did not expect this to happen at all. As I explained in my previous podcast, podcast 26, we have not planned to move house at all. This this is like not in a plan whatsoever. So, but you know what, here we are. As soon as I have a bit more clue on this whole house situation, when are we moving or whatever, I will let you know when season three will be back on. In the meantime, I will jump back on and record an episode at some point just to give you another update on what is happening and when will season three likely to start again. And yeah, of course, I'll keep you updated on the whole school situation as well. So you know what? Please keep your fingers crossed for me. Thank you so much. But anyway, I will also crack on with updating the Absolute Parenting website because since launch, I have to say, I have not updated it at all with content because I just haven't got around to doing it yet, if I'm being quite honest. It's just been a bit of a blur since back in June, we have decided to move house and obviously summer holiday. And during the summer holiday, I was basically the entertainment manager, you know, for my two daughters, as well as, you know, trying to do the house sale, you know, trying to pack the house up, which obviously didn't happen in the end, like the whole moving thing. And obviously we still have to try and get the house ready even now because, you know, we are hoping to move and obviously just juggling working on my freelance stuff you know on the glasses blog it has just been crazy and non-stop but anyway guys honestly thank you so 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 much for sticking around and tuning in I cannot kind of explain how much I appreciate you guys and how grateful I am Because you know what, without you guys listening to the podcast, Absolute Parenting will not be here. And even though I have not recorded, obviously, since like back in 
June now or maybe early July. I'm still getting like a lot of you listening and tuning in just onto older episodes. So thank you so much for doing that. So, so, so grateful. But you know what? I will speak to all of you again soon and give you like a little update podcast. Take care now. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope you will all tune in again. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe or follow me on social media so you can share it with anyone that you think may find it helpful. You will find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter with the handle at Absolute Parenting. Don't forget the brand spanking new Absolute Parenting website is here. Hooray! It is live. Yay! So if you want to check it out, then please type in Absolute Parenting Club dot com